across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Happy Wednesday, Rockstar Nation! Welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews, real estate rock stars. Hope everybody's day is going great and they are making it through the middle of the week and cranking out some listings and sales and commissions. Funny, I'm here in Folly Beach, South Carolina. As you know, I have two houses, one here and one back home in the Baltimore suburbs. And I've been here for the last couple weeks. I, I was really excited because I built a fire pit. Uh, old school fire pit when i was a kid i used to have like these rocks in a circle and I, we used to have fires in the backyard and i was really excited to get a house near the beach because i could thought i could do this and i ha- i bought these really massive rocks and had them delivered and made them into seats and i made um an old school fire pit and i had a big fire the other night and suddenly a folly beach police officer rolls up onto my property and gives me a $500 ticket for having a fire, an unauthorized fire pit. Uh, Evidently, the fire is supposed to be two feet or less. I mean, what the? Who has a... Two feet is like nothing. And he said it was an unapproved fire pit. Anyways, I got a ticket down to City Hall. He gave me a court date and everything. I was like, are you kidding me? 500 bucks? My own property? It pissed me off, too, because he just walked in. He just walked in. He just opened the gate and came in. You know, he could have yelled over the fence or I don't know what he could have done better, but it's kind of annoyed me. So anyways, welcome to Folly Beach for me. I still love it here, but just a little bit annoyed by that incident on my brand new fire pit that I just made. Loving the reviews on iTunes. Thank you to everybody who's been going on the iTunes and giving us five-star reviews because the better reviews we get, the more five stars, the better guess I can get because I can tell them, hey, listen, you know, we got this many reviews and, and look what it's done and people see it. Ray N.O.K. Ray N.O.K. said, uh, I guess that's Oklahoma. Pat has created a fantastic motivational informative podcast. Thanks, Ray motivating and extremely educational it is like going to seminars for free every guest that i hear has a website or a book in the show notes that i can link to and i buy those books i am very grateful to come across this podcast yeah it's great you know we try to put everything in hybendigital.com in our show notes so don't forget to go to hybendigital.com and find podcasts people can go back and type in keywords like whether it's fizzbos whether it's listings whether it's isa whether it's whatever it is that you want to learn more about you can type it in the search bar and it will come up with ones that connect to it there's some that i know are going to get a lot of listens like last week's tommy sowers 311 i think got a lot of listens because it was a it was something different but there's others like episode 290, if you go back to 290, Christian Stone, the title, which explains it all, was like how I sold 72 houses in 18 months, the first 18 months in the business. And I think that 
People are like, well, yeah, how in the heck did you sell 72 houses in the first 18 months of the business or 19 months? And then they pass those around through social media and then they get a lot of extra downloads just by word of mouth organically, not because it was a controversial subject. And I, and I like to see those too. I like to see the organic ones burst up because sometimes it's like, how in the heck did that happen? And and then I look deeper into it. Oh yeah, it's because we talked about this. This must be attractive to people for whatever reason. So it was good. So thank you. So today's guest, as I had promised before, is a guy named Jay Samet. Now you might know Jay from or heard his name. He, he was the president of Uvu, which has 100 million users. It's, it's more for kids, but it's like a video app for kids or younger people. And it's still an extremely strong social media platform. And he went on to do many other things. And then he recently wrote a book called Disrupt You. And he's an expert on disruption. And so I asked him to come on to tell us, quite frankly, whether Solo Pro is a legitimate threat, whether it is something that's going to disrupt our commission industry. Seems to be more and more talk of it i saw a video actually that was sent to me this morning by one of our listeners of brad inman interviewing mm, i can't remember her name uh, she has a company called home lister home lister just uh, just opened up in california and basically what home lister is it's basically like a help you sell except you don't have an agent or people with help you sell it's you know a home lister it's all done online where you just go in there and type in and upload your own pictures and type in your own comments and it's all online i guess through computers and it's a discounted commission i don't know the details i should get her on the show as well and my big concern with all that is you know again um, what in the world is going to happen with the co-op right, what in the world is going to happen when you when you're able to type in all this stuff online the home lister and it says, where do you want to co-op? And you put just some random number. There's such a control over the co-op being one or two things that is driven by what the agents say to the seller they should be. And I am just afraid that that will be disrupted by people saying, yeah, I'll do whatever I want. See what happens. Let the chips fall where they may. You know, what do I got to lose? Especially if I don't have to sell my house right away. And, and, and so many people overprice their house as it is. What's not to say they won't price a co-op in relevance to how motivated they are, right? If they can overprice their house by 50000 then they can... They can uh, create a co-op that if it doesn't work, they just raise it later. And they, if that doesn't work, they just raise it later. And that doesn't work, they raise it later. And therein lies a disruption. So it'll be uh, interesting to watch. But I wanted to get Jay on the show. He came on the show in, in great timing. And I think you'll be interested to hear what he has to say. And thank you for everyone who, who commented on our Facebook site. The most activity right now is going on Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars Facebook group. It's a closed group, but we check it several times a day and let anybody in, uh, so long as you're not a spammer. And, and, and there was a lot of discussion on Tommy's in there. And so if you have some discussion or some ideas, some thoughts on what you think of Jay, please go there. What you think Jay had to say if it was relevant or not, please go to the Facebook group, 
Pat Hyman interviews real estate rock stars. And once we post the show, which if you're listening to it, it's been posted. Let me know what you think. I love, love hearing from you guys. I get a lot of feedback. I'm getting great referrals for people on the show. I interviewed a couple people today that were direct referrals from some of you guys. So thank you much, so much for that. Thank you for the book reviews on Amazon.com for Six Steps to Seven Figures. Again, that's really weird because, not weird, but it makes sense that my book sales have gone up. My book sales have gone up since I started this new format. More people are reading my book, I guess, instead of having advertising other people's books for them. Although we, we do put books anytime someone mentions them as what book they're reading, or what favorite book they're reading. For whatever reason, my book has, the sales has, has gone way up. The audio book has gone way up and the paperback and the ebook have gone way up and I'm getting more and more comments on Amazon. So thank you for all the five-star comments on Amazon.com on six steps to seven figures a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your own destiny so without further ado let's get it on with jay Samet. okay rockstar nation i have brought in an expert today because we are getting a lot of feedback from real estate agents and brokerages, and I wanted to get some feedback from someone outside the industry to tell us his unbiased, candid thoughts. And I got Jay Samet on the phone, and I was lucky to get him. Jay is an expert in disruption especially technology disruption in the united states and jay was lucky enough to have been the first person that actually crowdfunded a commercial real estate agency and he's got a book disrupt you and he's done a lot of research into the background of solo pro and he's going to give us his unbiased opinion on solo pro and whether as agents we need to be prepared or whether we just need to brush it off. So without further ado, Jay, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for having me. So Jay, why don't you tell our Rockstar audience a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you better? Sure. So I've spent my career uh, disrupting different industries. I got into the internet real early back in the 1970s, put the first video on a computer, created the first auction, which we now know grew into eBay, worked with people like Reid Hoffman on the launch of things like uh, LinkedIn, uh, worked with early Facebook to monetize and continue to do this. I've worked with the White House, with the Vatican, uh, all over the world. And what's happening is we now all carry in our pocket a device that connects us to 6 billion people. So you're really one click away from being a billionaire. It's just figuring out what industry is going to change next. And real estate is in the crosshairs. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I was teaching a course on how to build a high-tech startup, and two of the people in the class came up with the idea of why not crowdfund commercial real estate? Why would you have to go to your circle of friends or go to an, a bank for cash when all that a bank is is somebody else aggregating the cash and making fees in the middle? And so crowdfunding's now become a huge business. Our, our first big success was crowdfunding a, a hard rock hotel in Palm Desert and their first year they did top line of $150 million and now there's dozens of crowdfunding uh, companies in the real estate space. So unless you realize how technology is going to be changing your business, you're going to be left as roadkill. 
Wow. Okay, so let's talk about that from the angle of real estate sales and real estate sales commissions. Everybody knows what has happened to the traditional commissions like travel agencies, insurance agents. How um, about mortgage brokers? Gone. Tell me about that. Well, the the what we're now talking about is access to big data. So you now have you know Quicken Loans taking a huge piece of the pie. People being able to do search agent search engine optimization and really target who's in the market and reach them directly. And so you're seeing less fees, less points, less commissions, and the same thing is going to happen whether you like it or not to the real estate world. The commission structure was based at a time when people's time was such and the prices of real estate were lower that the value exchange of a 6% commission made sense. Nowadays, you can have that whole process automated. The MLS, which was designed for professionals to have access to, now is pretty much a database anybody can have access to. No different than you went to a travel agent, as you mentioned, who had access to the Sabre system that could figure out the complexity of flights. And now pretty much every human being knows how to do that. So why would anyone think real estate would not be impacted by changes in technology? Well, okay, so let's talk about this one step at a time. Let's first go with the mortgage, right? So a lot of critics would say, hey, listen, Jay, I hear you on the mortgage. You know, lending tree, that sort of thing came out a long time ago, right? At least a decade ago. And, you know, granted, uh, people are using lending tree. They're going online and getting mortgages from Quicken Loans, let's say, and that sort of thing. But there's mortgage companies and mortgage officers out there that are thriving. And they seem to be staying competitive with their rates. And, and why is that? Why isn't that someone shouldn't, and maybe they are, tell me if I'm wrong, shouldn't be able to go onto, let's say, uh, Quicken Loans, right? And get a rate that's a half a percent or, or so less than they can from Bank of America Mortgage. So just because change isn't ubiquitous doesn't mean it's not coming and already happened. A lot of people made a lot of money selling horse saddles after Henry Ford opened up shop. Today, not so much so. So let's look at that particular one. Are you familiar with Prosper? Yes. So Prosper went and said, why don't we disintermediate and, and disrupt the credit card business? You could see a person's profile individually and say, you know what? Instead of you paying 30% on your credit card, pay me 18% and I'll buy $1,000 worth of your debt. You seem like a good guy. I've had a job 20 years. You're a member of the volunteer fire department, whatever it might be. So if you were able to disintermediate credit card, which is a much higher risk financial transaction, would you agree with that? It's unsecured. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially the ones on Prosper. They tend to be people that can't get a credit card uh, from a traditional means. So, or, or don't want to pay the traditional you know, fees. Right. So it's inevitable that the same thing happens with, with real estate. Does it take time? Yes, because most people aren't in the market all the time. And they're not as educated, and they're also going to the traditional source of where most leads went for that business, which was from their realtor. The realtor says, "Oh, I know somebody that can help get you financing." As that changes, just as you know, tax preparation used to be majority done by a human that you had a relationship with. 
AI makes this much more effective. Imagine for a second, we all know that the credit bureaus already know everything about your credit, and you're going to have to submit those forms to somebody. Right. What if Google Mail, which you already use, and Read Your Mail, which you've already allowed it to do, saw that you were writing a letter to somebody, hey, I think I want to put my house up for, for, for sale, and they instantly could tell everybody who would want to give you a loan, here's your, your credit history, and all of a sudden your inbox says, hey, I'm Bank of America, I will give you this, 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 and this up to this dollar amount. Mortgage brokers are going overnight. Tell me why that doesn't happen. So what you're saying is when you go online and check your credit report, it dings something, right? No, I'm saying before you even check your credit report. I'm saying I write to my mother in another state. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Mom, I've had it with California. I want to move to Pennsylvania. And then it bing, and then it, okay. That, yes, that could happen. It's a little bit on the conspiracy side of things, but let, let me play you a more realistic one that has to do with our conversation, right? Okay. So why, and I'll ask you this, and I won't answer it all to, until, unless you give me the right answer, that I think, but this is just an opinion. Why would Lowe's that sells hammers, locks, nails, mailboxes, why would Lowe's invest a million and a half bucks in a real estate platform that people can buy houses through for discounted prices? Well, you know the answer to the question, so I'll do it for the audience, which is because it's cheaper and gives them lead generation than going out to try to figure out and advertise through inefficient means such as television, etc., how to find somebody who's in the market to do home repairs. So in, in effect, they could be then advertising, you know, get a... They could own the customer. They, they could give the customer a home repair loan. They would know their financials at that point. They know that they just bought a house. And they'd say, we know you already have a mortgage, but here's an additional line of credit you have with us. Or here's a, a discount on mailboxes or locks or whatever. Yeah, but, you but you're thinking small. I'm thinking yeah, yeah, larger. you're thinking big. Congratulations, yeah. homeowners. So, Lowe's so happy that you bought a house that everything on our store for the next two months is 20% off and will give you a $5,000 line of credit. Because that's when you're spending, yeah, because that's when you're spending, right? When you Correct. first buy the house. In, in essence, they're really not the profit, right, for, say, a solo pro type of platform is not in making 50 bucks from an agent that's showing a house. As a matter of fact, the way they're set up, the agent gets the whole 50 bucks. You know? No, they're, they're getting into big data. Big data is what's driving everything. Did you ever ask yourself why Apple and Google are getting into making cars? There's no money in iron and tires, okay? Mm, okay. But self-driving cars, you're going to spend that two to three hours a day in a confined entertainment environment. You're not looking out the windshield anymore. And whoever owns that environment owns all those ad impressions. Not only is the traditional advertising of you're watching uh, videos or, or listening to music, but they know it's noon. They know you're within 1,500 feet of a Mickey D's. And here comes a coupon for free French fries and just tell your car to go through the drive through window. <laughs> yeah, now that's true. Yeah, I could see, definitely. I mean, that's already happening, it seems. We're, we're working on those things today. Retargeting. Yes. It's, just a, it's just a form of retargeting. But you're talking about a, the, the true definition of a captive audience. You're in a module that the software controls where you go. Right, right. Okay, so I've had agents that have been telling me, Pat, listen, this solo pro thing, you know, we have had 
discount brokerages before. We have had a ton of people out there that have tried to cut the agent commission. But it, that was all that they were offering. So here's the difference. And I'm not speaking, I'm not giving any comments specifically on, on that one company, okay? Because I don't know their management. I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if it's not them, could it be but, anyone, but I guess? conceptually, in the past, what you had were people whose sole advantage in the marketplace was we will be cheaper, right? So you can sign with us and save a half a point or save right. this or yeah, save yeah. And whatever. Then, and that's what save six and help you sell. That's what that's, their that, that's model no, is. That's yeah. no differentiation, okay? That is just a discount, right. okay? If you have two restaurants and one gives you a coupon, it's really not differentiation. What we're talking about now is somebody that's looking at your entire industry and saying, that's not where the money is. The money is in the data. So let's give people what people want, you know, either reduced or free or, you know, whatever services that they normally would have paid, you know, $50,000 on, on a transaction for and take that away in exchange for people allowing us to monetize their data in other manners. And you're seeing this time and time again in every other aspect of the food chain. Why would real estate somehow be different if banking and credit card debt and every other aspect of business, if every other place where, the, where somebody is just basically middle management moving papers around, well, AI is replacing that. Right? It's not just the minimum wage worker. You know, when they said McDonald's, you have to pay fifteen dollars an and hour. AI. What? What's AI? Artificial so. intelligence. Oh, okay, I got you. You know, the voice at the drive-through window doesn't have to be a high school student, and it doesn't have to be to go to your example of cheaper a voice sitting in India that could just as well respond to your drive-through window. They don't have to be in the building. It can now be an intelligent program that recognizes what you're saying. Right. It already is. Look at uh, Sheetz's. I don't know if you have Sheetz's in California, but they're all over the East Coast. And go to Sheetz, anything you want, food-wise, is on a computer, right? And and the same thing. My daughter is at University of South Carolina, and she got a bank account. I don't even know what bank it is, but she got a, a discounted bank account with benefits if she promised not to go into the branch. If she just did all her banking through her phone and if she had a deposit that she went up to the ATM and deposited or took a picture of it. Right. Same thing. So it's inevitable. So according to McKinsey's study, half of all middle management jobs in the U.S. will be gone by 2030. What? Okay, okay. stop right there. Half. Half. So break that down. What, do you, what does that mean to someone listening what, now? What you're talking about is all of the secretaries and clerical and assistant and everything that basically repeated the inputting of data that, that move papers around. That is all being automated out of existence. Just as 3D printing is about to, in the next five years, will replace 320 million manufacturing jobs globally. Autonomous vehicles, the self-driving cars we talked about, that's tens of millions of truck drivers losing their jobs. So, this era of endless innovation that I talk about and disrupt you is either the worst time or the best time because of all the new businesses that will be created. And the choice is really up to you as the individual. Disruption's happening. It's your choice if you want to benefit from it or suffer from it. Hmm. So let's look at this real estate thing here. So obviously, if you want to get a limousine and you want to pay for that limousine today, you still can. And probably 10 years from now, you still be able to. But 
it's much more logical and cheaper to just pay for a black car through Uber, right? Well, I go one step further. The black car from Uber won't have a driver in it. Hmm. Let me break down how right, so real estate is going to get. Yeah, let's talk squeezed. about real estate. Do it. Okay, let me give you a real, real concrete example. Every company that you can name has employees, and the way that they got hired is they met with HR, they did an interview, they met with some other people, whatever. There's a bunch of paperwork back and forth. They know their supervisor, and they work at the company. Does that describe everything you've ever seen? Yes. Let's Tradi- describe. Let's describe Uber. Uber has one million drivers who have never met anybody from the company. Wow. Have never been interviewed by phone by anybody. They report to pieces of software. If you're a science fiction fan, they work for Skynet, okay? Uber could fall over in San Francisco in an earthquake, and a million drivers would still show up, would still get paid. It's all automated. Mm. If you can do something as, as difficult as transportation and picking up people from point A to point B and scheduling a million different you know, part-timers, why would anybody have the hubris to believe that there's something special and unique about being a human real estate agent? Wow. Hmm. It's not an insult. It's a fact. The data that you collected, this is the most significant financial transaction most people will ever make. Okay? Just as driving a car is one of the most dangerous things most people will do. 1.25 million people a year die in car accidents globally. Autonomous vehicles will reduce that. It'll be safer. Having access to big data equally of all financial institutions to your unique credit in a seamless manner suddenly becomes a very simple transaction for both parties. And whoever can get ahead of that data can figure out where else to monetize it with a Lowe's, as you mentioned, with every other person that wants to know all the things that are generated around the leaving or entering a new market. How long do you think it'll take before, and and it's just an estimate, before an agent, right, that's making a hundred grand a year in commissions, which, you know, if your average commission is, say, four thousand, that'll be twenty five deals, right, to a month, is the- is for potentially is forced to make fifteen thousand because they're only getting paid, you know. each house they show or whatever it is, whatever it ends up being, the jury's not out yet on this model. And this is assuming this is going to work, which your, your belief structure is it would. How how long, if I'm, if I'm an agent getting in the business right now, do I need to worry? How many years do I got? What percentage of mortgage brokers did not come back after 2008? It's a good question. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know the number, but if I, if I had to do a, a guess, half would be conservative. You're probably right. Yep. Okay. So again, let's look at and deconstruct what happened in 2008. There was a seismic change to the market. What came back out of it was a more efficient way of doing it. And the old manual method couldn't support people making that type of stuff. It's interesting. You look at, you know, Amazon wipes out Barnes and Noble Mm. and Borders and whatever. And now they're coming in and opening 150 plus physical stores. There is a human factor that can't be mechanized out of this, which is somebody of trust having a key and walking somebody else through an environment, okay? But that doesn't mean that person's going to be commissioned at the same level that they were today. So it doesn't mean that that person's necessarily a commission person. What Tommy Sauer said is he says that if somebody wants the extra level of service and wants the hand-holding or 
Absolutely. You know, then they can pay the full commission just like a rich guy can pay to have a limousine drive him around all day. And and how much smaller is that market than the, than the mass market? Uh, the, U, the UK has had for, what, 70, 80 years of uh, national medicine. They're still private doctors. I highly doubt Sir Paul McCartney goes to the local clinic. Okay? But that radically changes the size of the industry. The majority of your listeners will not be making the same income that they make today five years from now. You think that fast? Oh, absolutely. What percentage of... For, for nearly a century... Tiffany's was the largest seller of diamonds. Blue Nile is the largest seller of diamonds today. Okay. What Blue Nile did is they had zero inventory. They basically became a place where anybody that was a retailer and had inventory could blindly list it. And if it sells, it sells that way. They make a much smaller margin, but at least they turn on their inventory. A marketplace versus right. a company. Right. Alibaba is the largest retailer in the world. Alibaba has no inventory. Uber's the largest transportation company. It owns no cars. Airbnb is the largest hotelier. Puts more people in beds each night than Marriott or Starwood or any of them, and they own no hotel rooms. Facebook is the largest media company in the world, yet it creates no content. Do you see a pattern? It's all leveraging big data. So the brick-and-mortar real estate companies, the, the company on every corner. Like the brick-and-mortar bank and the brick-and-mortar travel agent and the brick-and-mortar bookstore and the brick-and-mortar... Why do you think strip centers are empty? Why do you think a new mall hasn't been built in this country in 10 years? Hmm. Very interesting. So from a real estate perspective, let's look at the positives because that's what Disrupt You is all about. Sure. What are the new uses for all these buildings that aren't going to be employing people the way that they used to be? What are the new industries that are coming up? How can my community benefit and become the center? Now that we're one click away from 6 billion people, location becomes less important. So you can live anywhere and do business everywhere. What can you do local, mobile, and social that you couldn't do before to create a marketplace that you're the expert of on any topic? Just be hyper-focused on the local? Or local doesn't necessarily have to mean a physical local. If you own a fractional ownership of an oil and gas well, mm -hmm. that's, that's a, a, an aspect of real estate. Where do you go to sell that today? What's the marketplace? If you have a life insurance policy that you decide you want to sell, how do you sell that? You know, so there's, there's many new opportunities coming up every, every single day. It's looking at the world through a different lens. Okay, so, so let me ask you direct. So 50% of the mortgage brokers from 2008 is probably accurate. What percent of the real estate agents in 2000 and what, what are we, 2016, 2021, 2022? I think it'll be a, a slower change because there's no external force factor happening, okay? What does that mean? So the economy took a crash. No one was buying anything. So a whole bunch of those people disappeared due to a bad economy. Right. When the economy came back, there were more efficient means of productions for people that did not have a habit, i.e. the first-time home buyer. Got it. Ten years, what do you think? 10 years, it's substantially smaller than it is today. Substantially. So what does substantial mean? You know, we're, we're, we're guessing out, out, you know, half. Half. So in 10 years, 2026, half of the real estate agents will exist, and the ones that do exist are going to be making significantly less, right? 
or, or have figured out how to make significantly more. Why does, a, why does a real estate agent solely have to make their money off of the transaction? What's the big data play for a realtor? Hmm. Apple Computer was a failed computer company. Never got above 3%. But they saw that they could take what they learned and go into consumer electronics with the, with the iPod. They saw that they could go into mobile okay, with the iPhone. They're seeing what they can do now in automotive. They, they take a different look at an industry. What's the value add? Where is the upside? Where is the value that, that is being unleashed by the changes that can be captured by your audience today? That's what Disrupt You is all about. Hmm. Very neat. Very I'll neat. give you a concrete example, nothing to do with real estate. So you know what a 3D printer is, and I know it's not a tech audience, but it's basically yep, a printer yep, yep. that... Everybody knows what that is pretty much. By print now. all yep. kinds of stuff. There's ones that do human organs. There's ones that can do chocolate for wedding cakes, whatever you want. A guy took uh, a plastic, uh, one that makes plastic things, and looked at the following problem. If, heaven forbid, your child was born missing a, a limb or fingers or whatever, they can't get a prosthetic because they grow too fast, and prosthetics are very, very expensive. So the first time that they would probably get a working hand would be you know, 16, 17, 18. Think of how different that child's personality is that from you know, three, four years old, they didn't get to play with others, didn't get to play catch with dad. They felt left out less than, okay? Now imagine a 3D printer can make a prosthetic for under $5,000 every year, every six months. But the, one of my uh, uh, listeners, uh, one of the people that read my book, did it a different way. They went to Disney and they got a license for Frozen, for Star Wars, for Marvel, and now that little boy can have an Iron Man prosthetic hand. He can go to school and be not less than, but cooler than, better yeah. than. You know, play catch, do everything, be different, but be cool. How much more productive will that person's life be by having those extra 10 years of being able to, to, to fit in, so to speak? So that's the example of taking manufacturing for mass market is shrinking but customization now is capable, and what can you do in a custom world, okay? Same thing can apply to real estate, okay? How much development is done not knowing who the end buyer is? Maybe you flip that whole model, and you realize that you can actually start building things to spec at no additional cost by knowing who the audience is before a builder even builds, so there's so many different ways that you can plug into this data that realtors can look at their expertise, their market, their situation that they know better than anybody else and grow and prosper in this time of endless innovation. Or they can do the same old, same old and be guaranteed to be forced into extinction. That, that's an interesting thought with the builder because in this model, the real estate agent's getting $50 or $100 for their services or whatever the case may be. So they're not attached to this big commission, right? They're not attached to losing out. So right. if, if the platform or the marketplace had a builder that paid money to them and that builder was able to send an email to every single person in a certain zip code that looked at a house in a certain range that said, I'll build you this house any way you want it on this lot and this price range, your exact price range or whatever. It'd be good for the consumer, it'd be good for the builder. And the agent wouldn't be crying foul because they wouldn't be like, oh, you stole my commission. I'm not going to put my services on Solo Pro or Curb Call, whatever it is, because they will have already been paid. And there may be other add-ons and other features and other services that, that go into this whole, whole package. 
how much does the typical realtor make when that new homeowner signs up for Comcast? How much does that realtor make when they get a new mobile plan? How much does that realtor make, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Nothing. Yeah. They've, they've been looking at the way it's always been as opposed to what technology now allows them to do. A lot of realtors and real estate agents right, feel that legally this won't happen because these companies are marketplaces. They are, they're not brokerages. They're not supervising brokers. And I think the similar thing is happening with you know, the taxi industry, right? They're saying, hey, you have a driver's license, but you don't have a taxi license. So the law usually trails technology about by 20 years, but they eventually balance and catch up. Elon Musk went up against the fact that virtually every state has, has laws preventing a maker of a car from selling the car. If you think about that, that's the most insane law in the world. If you made a, a bread box, you're not allowed to sell it. You have to find a middleman to sell it. And they're, they're fighting these laws case by, by and case, that was, and that state was a, by state. And that was a union thing that maybe that, that started that? So that no, was... what started was nobody trusted Henry Ford when they set up dealerships that after the dealerships would set up, the Ford wouldn't then eventually you know, cut them out of the loop and go direct. So local people, because sales taxes are paid and they were able to pass local ordinances because they're big generators of those sales tax, came up with these anti-competitive consumer-hurting laws. Well, the courts are striking them down one by one. So they're, you know, what, what Uber's doing does violate many laws. What Airbnb does is violating many laws. But laws were not you know, given to us by God and carved into stone. They were passed by humans that were lobbied by special interests to pass those laws. And so when new special interests have more capital, the old ones aren't so special anymore. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, this has been a great call. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise. I'm going to put a link to your new book, Disrupt You, on hybendigital.com backslash jsamit, S-A-M-I-T. And Jay, I'll give you the last word, anything you want to leave our audience with. Sure. I appreciate everybody's time. If you want to learn more about this on a daily basis, I tweet at jsamet or visit jsamet.com. And I even have a, a companion workbook that I'll give any of your listeners for free. It's a 40-page workbook to help them figure out how to um, master personal transformation, seize opportunity, and thrive in this era of endless innovation. That's awesome. Thank you, Jay. And I'm so glad I was able to get you on the show. It's perfect timing with our other interview that we just released. So thanks for coming on on short notice. Terrific. Take care. Everybody have a good one. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock solid advice. I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. These insights, along with goal setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hybendigital.com for resources, how-tos, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at Pat Hyben. And don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>